Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. Welcome to the Waterfall Wednesday edition of the Full Scale Outdoor Podcast. I'm Nick Johnson with Dale Luganbill. Long at, time no talk, Dale. How's it been going? At the same time. It's amazing. <laughs> it's been a while. It has been a while. Yeah. I did a podcast that you apparently couldn't find, or there, it was just an empty folder in our Google Drive. Yeah, something something happened. I, I think Google Drive is going to want me to give him money soon. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It just said, uh, yeah, there was no, there was like no data. It had like 1K of memory, it said. There was nothing. I tried to play it, and it was like, nope, there's nothing here to play. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah, well, whatever. It sucked anyway, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it was amazing. (laughs) I did get some good feedback on that Keeping Tabs uh, episode I did. Yeah, you've been, uh. Yeah, I've been hearing good things, and you've you've uh, I've been watching your snaps and noticed you've gone. You're back down, opening new, fresh, new tabs. It looks like. Yeah, I, and I'm I'm starting to just to share them more. But I, I that second episode I did that never got uploaded. That was a rough night, man. Like I literally tried like five times and quit like 15 minutes into it. Like, God, this is boring. <laughs> I'm sitting here bored. And I like couldn't talk. I was stumbling my words and stuff. Dog Dude, likes hold it. up a sec. That'd be funny. I mean, it wouldn't be, but. Nick J's hunting dog wants to be part of the program. Fuck, dude. <laughs> Jack Mehoff trying to get in on the action here. Jack Mehoff. Uh, dude, so uh, all my neighbors have dogs that are pieces of shit like mine, so it's 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 bad. We're moving. Uh, are you actually? Yeah, we are moving. Oh, right on. Like in the process like found a house uh what what like you, the moving truck has been arranged with 
Where you at? Uh, I almost got my. I'm, I almost had my house ready to get listed. Yeah, and we're oh, starting okay. to start. We're starting to look at houses. Gotcha. Just in the beginning stages. Yeah. Gotcha. Beginning stages, considering I cleaned out my basement already, which makes me feel like I'm ninety percent done. I mean, it's more than most people do. So you're looking at prime hunting property. Basically, yeah, I'll be yeah, moving perfect. to some places I can hunt around. That'd be cool. Hell yeah, dude. A little bit so, of elbow room. I want to hear about uh, your spring snow goose season because I didn't hear anything about it. Uh, it was pretty good bird-wise. Um, birds cooperated well this year. Lots of juvies. I mean, the adults didn't, but the adults are, you know, adults. But once the gray birds and the Rossies showed up, it was pretty consistent. Um, what were you averaging? Hmm, what would my average be? Probably maybe just under 20, maybe somewhere. Not bad. No, it was, it was in the teens more times What was your high? Uh, 54? No. And that's just South Dakota, just a migrator spread? Yes, something like that. Not bad. Oh, and, you know, the whole client shooting thing. Like, it could have been, you know, uh, a field full of, killers would have there's days that no doubt would have been 100 oh but, nice i mean you know when you, you get i don't know seven to eight 30 to 50 rack of birds right at 20 yards and you call a shot and two fall i mean right or even what seven get, fall, what, even yeah. like seven fall and you're like all right well i mean me and my buddies would have done about 25 in that group <laughs> right and i'm always, I'm always <laughs> like it would be and it, it would be great if just everybody shot one bird like that'd be awesome. I got seven guys or eight guys in this blind. It's just that's never the case. I only had like season wide, maybe two or three like good rainouts. Out of, and multiple opportunities <laughs> for really good rainouts. And you're like, right? I don't even know. And you see, you see at. videos of really good snow goose hunters. Like I think uh, Brian Klein posted one, or maybe John Olson did, and. They were just bunny or buddy hunting, and like I think like twenty four come in, and they do it right, and I mean they fall instantaneously. Oh. You're like, <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Probably with like eight or ten guns, but I mean right. everybody comes up, wham! You're hitting one bird, and then it's kind of a free for all, like and twenty two or twenty four birds just basically get three back flaps and are dead. Well, it's and it's an experience thing too, and you know what. As a guide, you try to coach your clients a little bit. And on days where, you know, I'm getting multiple chances, good chances at this, you know, you try to tell them, okay, here's here's what we're going to try to do. I need you, one, shoot your position. So if you're on the far left, shoot, you know, the far left bird or, you know, something that's like right in front of you. Because I know like, let's just say a stereotypical V is coming right at us, creeping in the wind, right? It is natural for everybody's eyes to just go to that lead bird. But right. that means everybody is shooting at that bird, and that's how you're only going to end up with one or two. Yeah. So they're like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, okay, now we've established that. So now pick your – if you're in the far left, you pick, you know, there's seven of us. Just, you know, go from the middle. The middle is, you know, three, four, five. You're, you're three to the left of the lead bird. That's your bird to shoot at. Now, if we get, like, an actual big group, especially in a heavy wind, I said, here's the other thing. Like, and I know you're not going to do this, but – if we get enough opportunities, maybe you can think your way through it. You get enough practice because you just have to train your brain to do this. But that lead edge wave, the ones that are like at 15, 20 yards, don't shoot those. Look beyond those, and you see those birds that are at 30, 
pick one of those for your first shot because as soon as you shoot those birds are going to flare they're going to hit that wind and they're actually going to show up right in your sight picture without you having to do anything and right you, the ones you, that are landing and right don't take the obvious easy shot that that should be your second third shot you know you're killing that one but i'm gonna take one of these fringe ones these harder ones it's like because if you take that lead bird and they hit the wind when well, now your second shot they're already 70 yards you know it's like especially this year where it was just stupid windy every freaking day that's what i heard too is that there was some really really aggressive winds oh. for a long time dude it was relentless like it, that's what it, i heard it broke me like it <laughs> did it really well yeah we, we got done and it was this two of us out there, it was Cody and I, we had to pick up three spreads and we just, you know, of course it was windy every day, so it didn't matter when you did it. You're like, so we'll get these spreads up. And then my buddy Austin was hunting in like Southern uh, North Dakota. And normally once the season, my guiding season is over, if somebody's out, I'll just join him and I'll, you know, buddy hunt for a few days. Low pressure, you know, I don't have to guide. I just come out here, let somebody else call the shots. Like this, just relax, have fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Nope. I just, I looked at the forecast. It was nothing but wind for the next four days. And I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I just don't want to sit in this wind one more minute than I have to. So oh, over it's, it. It's brutal. Yeah. I pull, I feel like I pulled a Nick J or, or, a, or a Joe Heinz move. Like I was on my way back and super windy and I'm in this crosswind and twice like I hydroplaned, like I get to this, like, and it wasn't really snowing. So there would only be snow or the heavy slush stuff where it was an open field where it drifted over the road and I'd get on that spot and the wind would literally just push me straight sideways. And it didn't, I didn't really get freaked out because, you know, I could see the, the shoulder was just all dirt, like was it snow or ice or anything. I'm like, well, as soon as I hit that, I'll have traction, which is exactly what happened. Of course, the my four-wheeler trailer is just fishtailing behind me, and that kept breaking loose multiple times, and I finally was like, you know what? I have nowhere I need to be. I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked at Google. I'm like, nearest hotel, Marshall, sweet. Does any of them have a hot tub? This one does? Fucking perfect. Book it. <laughs> Extra points for looking up the hot tub. <laughs> I'm so tired of being cold and being in the wind. And it was honestly like the most like uh, victorious I've felt over weather like in my entire life. So when I got there, well, first of all, I couldn't get in right away because it was only like 1130. And of course, you can't check in until like three. I was able to check in at like one o'clock, thank God. But as soon as I checked in, threw my shit in the room got the trunks on went down to the pool area dipped into the the hot tub and you know most hotel pools have like glass everywhere right so i could just see the wind whipping out and blowing snow and everything and i'm just like ha fuck you weather <laughs> i win today today i win <laughs> <laughs> like this sucks and then of course uh they shoot a banded blue then my buddies i'm talking and then uh, a few days later uh, my buddy Austin shoots a blue phase Rost, which is his second, by the way. Nice. Yeah, what a dick. That's <laughs> very just, cool. Yeah, he's just got that horseshoe up his ass when it comes to that kind of shit. I just got back from Panama. Panama. Yeah, and I was down there, and I had a goal of finding a third species of waterfowl, because last year I was down there in May, so now I'm there in April 
It's like, I probably won't see any northern species of mallards, but I want to see fucking something. And I, I did. I, I saw a Muscovy duck. Oh, well, you can see those in Florida. Yeah, there is some populations in Florida. I've never seen yeah. one. And oh, I don't really? even know if these were... There's so many, like, um, there's so many domestic populations. Like, it's hard to tell no matter where you see a fucking Muscovy duck, unless there's not a farm for a hundred fucking miles. Where are they native to? Do you know that? Central America. They oh, say they when, okay. uh, when Cortez, was it Cortez that came into Central America and murdered everyone? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The Spanish? Yeah. The Spaniards? Yeah. 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 When they showed up, they said that there was, everybody had Muscovy duck farms. Like, they had been domesticated for a long time by the time a white dude ever got onto the continent. Hmm. Yeah, it's the, oldest, it's the oldest domesticated duck that we know of, yeah. Yeah, I just I was just looking at that. I just pulled it up on uh, All About Birds. Oh, yeah? Do you have a subscription to that? Dot, dot org. Uh, no. Do you need a subscription? Is it All About Birds, or is it... This one's All About Birds. Cornell Lab. All about birds, or is it? Yeah, I think it is. Allaboutbirds.org. Okay, do yeah, not show this. They're ugly as shit. Uh, they're everywhere, like in Florida, and they even have them in Texas in a couple spots. Um, yeah, they're pretty much everywhere. I'm looking at the distribution map here. Oh, my goodness. Like most of South America. Right on. That's pretty dope. <laughs> you would think in Panama, you would. So. It's spring here, so it should be fall there. You might see some, like, southern species, wouldn't you? Like, wouldn't they be? Well, actually, I, the spot I went to, I saw, we went to the same spot that I seen a fuckload of black-bellied whistling ducks last year. When I say a fuckload, I mean, like, we saw, like, 400. And okay. I was very impressed last May. And I was like, holy shit, that's a crazy amount of black-bellied whistling ducks, right? And so, um... Raquel's dad tells me, like, tomorrow we're going to go out and look at ducks. And I was like, sweet. All right, cool. I hope we find some other species. Because I still hadn't seen this Muscovy duck that I was going to see later. And uh, we were driving out there, and I recognized that we're driving to the same spot he took me to the year before. And we can't talk because I don't have internet, and we don't have a translator. He only speaks Spanish. Oh, sure. So we can communicate a little bit, barely. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of almost disappointed. We pull over kind of in the same area because last year was exciting as fuck because we kind of just scouted and found them. And uh, so then we pull over and we're in the same spot. And I'm like, all right, yeah, it's kind of yeah, kind of filled with black bellies. I was like, well, four fulvuses are there. That's cool. That's cool. You know. And then we drive over to this big uh, open water area, this big uh, nature preserve, like big ass pond surrounded by mountains. It's beautiful. And I get up on the dock, and I pull up the binoculars, and I didn't see shit last year out there. Like, just black bellies kind of flying over and shit like that. And I saw, like, out in the distance, I was like, oh, my God, look at that. That's got to be, like, 300 of them. And then as I scanned to the right, it was just, like, it looked like snow geese, basically. Like, it was cow, you could see cow pasture. It was a wet cow pasture. The water from this big reservoir was going up into the cattle pastures and that's where all of them were and i scanned for 180 degrees and i continuously saw black-bellied whistling ducks like to the point where i was like that's at least eight to twelve thousand wow 
That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, black-bellied whistling <laughs> ducks. <laughs> but they're so far away, too. Then I start to doubt myself because there's like these big-ass, like, black curlew things and other, like, shorebirds and, yeah. you know, like, I'm like, maybe they're not. They're so far away. Like, we're talking like a mile and a half away. I'm like, maybe they're not. But then a flock would, like, get up and you could see just the the big white patches on their wings and they mm-hmm. go land with a group. I'm like, nope, those are all black bellies. I'm like, God, maybe they're not. And then a group would jump up and they'd have the big white patches. Like, Jesus Christ, those are all fucking black bellies. That's and so yeah, that that was kind of cool. Like, I was like, holy fuck. I don't know. That, that's so far away. It's 180 degrees. There was at least like 30 degrees of view that was blocked. So I don't even know what the fuck was behind that. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Wow, that's pretty And dope. I checked on eBird. I was like, what ducks have been here? Because it's obviously a hot spot on eBird. And uh, there was Muscovy ducks spotted there. There was black-bellied whistling ducks. Somebody reported like 9,000 black bellies there um, like a couple weeks ago. And then there was uh, masked ducks there. And people have reported ringneck ducks, scalp, American widgeon, and blue-winged teal. In January and February. So, like, we got widgeons, scalp, ringnecks, and blue-winged teal going to Panama. That's fucking crazy. That is nuts. I'm surprised I didn't see, like, uh, blue-winged teal, because those things are known to travel, like... That's what I was really hoping to see. And then eBirds, on the hotspot info, they've got, like, abundancy on a time chart. And basically, you won't see blue-winged teal in that reservoir after, like... Mid-February is what it looked like. Maybe you'd see some in early March, but I was just a month late. Those goofy birds pretty much just do a shuttle run. <laughs> it seems like by the time they get to their winter grounds, they turn around and head back. It's like they Dude, touch, I don't, yeah, they touch I the white line and then they turn around. <laughs> I wonder because, like, you, you got you got a lot of blue-winged teal in, like, Louisiana and southern Texas by mid-September. But how far south does that go like are there birds they're not in panama because well, that's this time chart doesn't have any blue winged teal you know like in october it's really just like january february the first part of march so are they just kind of like hopscotching south like september they're in mexico and there's some really good usgs um blue winged teal data well and i saw i think i've read before that blue wings were seen in like jamaica and even oh hell like yeah, they are South Cuba, America, Cuba, yeah. But even further, yep. like uh, they're Guyana. all over the Bahamas. Yeah, it's just crazy. And South America too. Blue ink teal GP. Let's see what there. But to put it to going back to what I said about doing that shuttle run. Before I left South Dakota, I saw blue wing teal. So did they, you really? Yeah. So they're That's already interesting. They're moving back. I mean. There's so many. I mean, one of the things I love about the spring season in, in the Dakotas is you do get a really good duck show once all the ponds start melting. Some really good flocks at Camasbacks and stuff like that. That was awesome. Okay, if you type into um, Google, if you type into the Google machine, blue wing teal trans satellite transmitter USGS, you'll come up with the USGS Alaska Science Center. Tracking data for blue wing teal. And yeah, it's just got them all over. But this map, that, this little animation they have, that doesn't have Panama on it. Like, it go, it stops in southern Mexico. And there's definitely birds down in that, is it the Yucatan Peninsula? They're bouncing around down there. 
Hmm. Yeah. I don't know how we, hmm. we went from black-bellied whistling ducks to blue-winged teal, but they're my they're my favorite man. They're so cool. BWTs are your fave. They're my favorite duck they're to hunt and to kind of like. Bland. Well, they're like warm-blooded, you know. They like to they like to go to Cuba and party oh, and, sure. and Mexico and sh- Mexico and shit and <laughs> like. I guess that part's true. They like they <laughs> like to be in the environment that I like to hunt in. Warmth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're not yeah, I mean, it's just it's just they are a cool duck because they they might be like the most traveled one. Like they go to the most extremes. Maybe, but you Although snow geese are right there. You know, you got those populations in Mexico that we talked about before. So they're going Pintails. None of it all the way. Yeah, that's true too. Pintails, and I mean, I would say pintails. I don't know. But that's don't my some guess. of those hold up just in California? But I guess some of them keep going. I think you get a lot of them up on up in Alaska, the breeding range. Dude, so you were looking at that website, All About Birds? Mm-hmm. That's a dope website. But the other website that I used to be a member of for $8 a month is, um, God damn it, there's All About Birds. Birds of the world. Check that one out. Birds. Birdsoftheworld.org. That shit is dope. I'm gonna put in Northern Pintail. I don't pay him eight dollars a month anymore though, so I don't know how much I'll be able to see. Birdsoftheworld.org. That's all yeah. from the Cornell Lab. Yeah, everything's Cornell Lab, man. Ebird is Cornell Lab. Got a goofy looking grebe on the front. Yeah, when you look at that that global map of pintails of northern pintails, you're like, yeah, that's probably the most well traveled species. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you see that? I didn't pull up the. Um, I didn't pull them up. The pennies. I'm so, well, I'm looking at this range map on uh, for bluing teal on eBird. eBird. It definitely shows them in uh, Panama. And like northern South America, like uh-huh. Colombia. Yeah. Yep. Venezuela, French Guiana. Dude, dude, Peru, way Bolivia, way the fuck down there. Yeah, but where do they how far north do they go to the breed? Okay, let's look at that. Uh Hudson Bay. There's some in there's a couple checks in Nunavut. There's some all the way up in northern Alaska. It looks like they I'm looking at birds of the world. It looks like their breeding range does go to like Alaska, but like curves south, like it stays like south of the subarctic. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing breeding in the Arctic, not even close. Well, that's this one shows it is, but on the very maybe it as the super far west, but as you go east, it gets further and oh, further yeah, south. Further east, yes, correct, correct, correct. Yeah, there's a couple like dots around hudson bay and up by where yeah the like on the southern side of it yeah 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 jesus yeah this iceland united kingdom swing sweden finland they get around if you got a blue-winged teal Raven breeding in hawaii. up hawaii what they got a couple sightings over there that's what it says what the fuck that's kind of cool i wonder if those things were uh Brought invasive <laughs> basically maybe you can hunt them who knows you can't have looked up hunting in Hawaii because <laughs> you can't, that also <laughs> can't hunt anything. 
You can hunt upland birds. The the, the Hawaii uh, DNR actually has a really dope website that's super cool to look at. But it, what do they got? Like everybody talks about hunting those axis deer there, but I'm like, you know, I like to hunt in the warmth. Uh, obviously, Hawaii would be number one on my list if they made that. If that was all right to do, or you know, hunt some ninis, nenes. That would be crazy cool. That would be super cool. They're a cool. Get permission bird. from the golf course next to the airport. That's what they all are. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, pintails for sure. Okay, so I'm looking at the pintail range map on eBird, and they are like, dude, they're way up there. There's like some checks on Greenland, even north of there, which is actually going down, back down the other side, as the globe would have it. On the northern part of Alaska, like a lot of them. Like, it's really have you ever heard there. of an Eaton's, uh, Eaton's pintail? Eaton's pintail. Mm-mm. Eaton's pintail. Dude, these things are everywhere. They're in Europe. They're in India, Russia, Japan. Craziness. I've never heard of that before. All right. Change in Eaton's. Eaton's pintail. There it is. Anis Etoni. Okay. Those look really boring. They look like hens. Yeah, they look like hen pintails, right? Mm-hmm. Eh, whatever. Range map is very small. French, southern, and Antarctic lands. Antarctic? Yep. Yep. Son of a bitch. That's the only... There's like a tiny island, two tiny spots, south and east of South Africa, but north of Antarctica. Like in the middle of the Southern Ocean. Just two tiny islands. All right, I got another cool duck for you to look up. (laughs) Super exciting (laughs) podcast stuff here. Dude, people Um, like this stuff, probably, you know? Probably, maybe. Change species. I mean, you can also follow along. So, like, if you're listening to this at work, obviously in your car, don't do it unless some of your buddy's driving. But, yeah, go to the, like, right now I'm on um, eBird. eBird I'm on eBird, too, now. And so you just go change species. eBird, sign up for an account. Get an account on eBird. If you don't have one, you fucking need one. If you want to stay ahead of the game. In the game. Sign in to see your badges. Badges? Don't need those think. Ooh, they're vulnerable. All right, what am I looking up? Blue duck. Blue duck. The blue right. duck. That thing looks like a gangster. Hymen, Hymenolamus. Malik, that's, I don't know why that one needs to be so. Oh, weird. That thing's What's pretty cool, What's with huh? this bill? I don't know. Probably like that from eating so much blue duck vagina. He's a <laughs> gangster-looking dude. <laughs> he's kind of drab, really. Yeah, not that cool. He's I gray. Guess. They got that bluish slate gray. He's got a um, a red breast like a mallard. His head is dull black. He has it says it's endangered. Eyes, a pinkish white bill, oddly shaped with like a black tip black tip but it like goes down underneath like it's got a bump on the bottom of it i can only assume that has something to do with the way they eat yep as every bird bill does pacific black duck or mallard by uniform coloration new zealand all right you ready pop this one in torrent duck torrent t-o-r t-o-r-r-e-n-t the torrent duck damn it 
Morganetta that's a weird Armada. looking mother Super that's a Ganser. weird fucker it's a weird fucker huh Ooh, that's cool looking almost got that silver teal bill on him all right you ready for the next one that's pretty hold on i'm waiting for the where it's found oh okay it's on the west side of south america side, like south all up america. and down the mountains yep. in the mountain ranges looks like cool. salvadori's teal salvadorian that's Salvador's. a Papua new guinea duck that's you know pretty, there's only like 170 anatidae cool species you know like ducks geese swans are all anatidae or whatever family that is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like th- th- how many pokemons are there <laughs> right. got to be like more than 170 pokemons <laughs> and people like know those like the back of their hands but i've never fucking heard of a salvadori's teal or a you know right. kind of fun to learn about them yeah they're super cool the bacall teal some... is one of my favorites they look dope you're familiar with those the bacall yeah i'm looking yeah. at it right now bacall right. teal they've had a couple spottings of those i think they saw a bacall teal in uh crex meadows which is uh over in wisconsin i must not be spelling it right there it is b-a-i god dude those things are so wicked looking that man that's up right up there with my faves dude that'd be sick to see one though right yeah shoot one yeah that would be that would be pretty wicked they are cool i'm sure you could get one in a pay some big bucks for game bird game farm dude okay here's another here's one thing i was thinking about um that snowfall in North Dakota. What mm-hmm. the fuck is up with that? Dude, crazy. Dude, uh, Minot got 40 inches of snow. You know what was funny about that? So a buddy of mine who lives in Minot, he's not a hunter. He was he just posted a it was a snap on a snap story or something just like showing the you know, he was outside showing the parking lot, cars buried and everything. <laughs> and at the end of his at the end of his little Snapchat, I can just faintly hear in the background. He's right like downtown Minot, and I can hear. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, geese? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, those things must be freaking out right now. Okay, dude, I'm looking at Minot's weather right now on uh, the Dark Sky app. All right, so Friday. This coming Friday. Today is Monday when we're recording. Uh, snow, one to two inches. Oh, my God. Saturday. Snow, two to five inches. Oh, no. Sun- Sunday, snow, seven to ten inches. Oh, my God. Monday, snow, one to three inches. So that's Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So let's just, no, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay, so two plus five, now we're at seven, plus ten, that's seventeen. Plus three, another twenty inches of snow. Worst case scenario. Also, let's consider this is a forecast that goes out a week, which is going to be. What do you super think those snows are going to do? You think they're going to try to scurry around to the east? The snow geese? Yeah, because they're going to continue making it north. I mean, right now you could go to South Dakota and smash. I'm pretty sure. You think no. that a bunch of birds got pushed back south? Yeah, some. I heard that a bunch of them went back south. There was still a bunch in South Dakota when I left before that big snowfall. So those, those ones are basically trapped unless they found a way around. 
Not that anybody cares because you don't want to hunt these anyways, but the adults were already in Saskatchewan before that snow. So I don't know how far north that snow extended, but I'm pretty sure they're north of that snow line, so they're probably just going to be where they're going to be. But there's All right, I think I got the map probably a, here for snow depth. There's probably a big batch of, of uh, okay, so snows in South Dakota right now. <laughs> Dude, there probably is because the entire state, except for a small corner of the southeast part of North Dakota, is covered in snow. And there is a lot of snow going up into Saskatchewan until about halfway up there. I mean, there are there's patches of no snow, like a big streak of... Uh, of no snow across Alberta and Saskatchewan. So maybe there's a significant amount of snow geese that made it there, but I bet you there's a significant amount of snow geese that pushed back into South Dakota. I, I bet. Map. Oh, I, I they, mean, it's they have to be. It's like right on the border too. It just like is carving the North Dakota, South Dakota border. And that where there's the least amount of snow down in that Southeast corner of North Dakota, that's kind of but where like the Tawakan National Wildlife Refuge is. And I believe they do a fucking snow goose count. I'm gonna Google that really quick. Tawakan gets fucking stacked. Why can't I find it? Damn. Tawakan National Wildlife Refuge Goose Count or uh bird survey let's try googling that 2013 was when i had some really fucking crazy snow goose shoots like the best snow goose shoots i've had in my life and i've and other people did as well like i wasn't alone out there in 2013 but my big days were like april 17th april 18th I think April 19th, and that was in South, all in South Dakota. And it was a situation like this where there was a crazy freak fucking storm that blew through North Dakota and pushed a shit. But I don't even think birds had gotten into Canada in 2013 at that time. And the one year we were hunting this fucking blizzard, it was in central South Dakota, I think off of, I, can't, I think Highway 12 or something. I can't re exactly remember. It was nine years ago. But we, we recovered in the blizzard. We recovered like 227. Oh, my gosh. I yeah, shot 17 could, boxes I'm, of shells. Yeah, dude. You could go out there and <laughs> smash right now because I'm looking at the map, too, and there's no way they can go around. Not Mont really. Montana's got a shit ton of snow. Northern Minnesota's got a shit ton of snow. Yeah, you're, they're just trapped right now. Get out there, boys. I'm going to Florida Thursday. You can have them. <laughs> dude it might be a fun weekend to go out there i mean I bet it especially would be. if they're getting more fucking snow in north dakota like mm -hmm. what yep get right on i actually gave that advice last week i was like if you have the ability while this storm was going on i was like look at the snow forecast get yourself right on the southern edge of that storm where they're only forecasting like one to three put yourself right there and you're gonna have a ball because you're gonna have the birds that are trying to push north and then you're gonna get a bunch of birds coming back from from the north it's gonna be great but i didn't see if many people did that or not this is also the time of year people are thinking about turkeys they think about fishing like the the pressure is just not out there right now either right yeah you really this is a situation where it could be very 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 good for somebody who's ambitious enough to go out there and try it because you're going to run into a lot of birds. A lot of times when a guy goes out there really late to, quote-unquote, 
hunt for juvies, right? Like, it's tough. It's just fucking really difficult to find birds, number one, and then to find birds that don't already have four trucks circling them. Right. You know, like, because there's so few geese that even the very few hunters that are out there are concentrated around those little pods. And I've seen... I've seen those late hunts, like, they're just kind of a fucking mess. They're not really worth it. Like, people are hunting unposted fields, trying to beat each other out there. And this could be a situation where it's like, there's enough birds to go around. And you're also starting, even though the birds are still in the United States, there's going to be a lot of them, like you said, the pressure thing, where they haven't heard a gunshot in the last two weeks. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah, if you, and you probably wouldn't even need to drive that far i bet you're gonna i mean you know what i mean like if you're gonna what's not giving me the current i wasn't even looking at the current one turns out um that's kind of weird i'm not seeing any Tawakan national wildlife refuge bird surveys that'd be a good fucking place to start though heck yeah If if you wanted to go out hunting this weekend in north dakota south dakota along the border there start at Tawakan for sure yeah there's gonna you're gonna find birds and now's the time of year where you can actually kind of pattern them they're not going to be making big jumps well one they can't so if they're you actually can you know get an x if you will you know you know the roost that they're at and the field's probably not going to be far from it you get on that field you're gonna smash them especially if there's any weather involved like snow Right. I wonder how big this snowstorm is, because I just looked up Minot, you know, and I was just, you know, hey, there's a bunch of snow coming this weekend. I don't know how big that system is. I don't know anything about it outside of Minot. <laughs> so what? I mean, I just like, feel bad for him. Like, I just, like, it's got to be so depressing at this point. For the geese? No, for the people living there. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to say, the geese the don't give a fuck. The geese. <laughs> <laughs> the geese don't give a shit. As long as they're not getting shot at, they're cool. Snow goose, an adult snow goose survival rate's like ninety nine point eight percent. Like, oh yeah, he's he's fine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How much you think them things get even stress out, considering that they have a ninety nine point eight percent survival rate? Like, they just know where to stand to not get jump shot. Yep. No, they know where deco what decoys are. Slowing down vehicle means exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They are wise to all of it. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, they've seen a lot of shit. You got these birds are 20 plus years old. They've seen it all. They've seen people right. creeping behind cardboard cutouts of cows. They've seen people, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? These geese <laughs> have seen it all. They've been through every hunting fad in the last 20 years. I wish I didn't have to do some house moving shit. I already got some showings lined up for this weekend or I might... Oh yeah i might get a wild hair up my ass and drive out there but i'm definitely not going to but definitely not going to but if somebody out there is listening and has a little bit more ambition and free time do it yeah and this is this is like the, the last time i mean this is like a once in a decade thing like i'm talking about my awesome crazy memories of snow goose hunting 2013 mid april south dakota um that's 2013. That's nine fucking years ago. This is a once in a decade event. Like, if you've got any fucking 
any like muster to go kill some snogies now's your time you know yeah, like this isn't this isn't gonna happen in 2023 yeah, this isn't gonna happen in 2025 this isn't gonna happen in 20 this is like a once in a decade fucking thing it's conspiring to be it could be a pretty epic weekend for sure hell yeah well dude on that note let's uh let's thank our sponsors okay we have actual sponsor no we don't paid sponsor cutthroat guiding bow fishing cutthroat who runs that Nolan, my buddy Nolan. Nolan? Mm-hmm. Nice. Out of La Center, Minnesota. So if anybody wants to go bow fishing, which is awesome, super fun, uh, you can give him a call at 952-288-8675. I wonder if he has a Facebook page. If he doesn't, he should get that going. So, yeah, this is um, he's just getting her started up. I think he did some guiding last year, but he's really kind of making it a, a push this year. So, Does he have a cool boat? He has a very cool boat, dude. Big giant uh, boat with a fan on it. It's got the best everything. He's got all the needs. Got the bows. Got everything you need. All you need is your fishing license, and you're good to go. Shoot super cool fish. Have you ever done it? Have I ever fished, Dale? Have you bow fished? It's different. No. You should do it. I'm not going to. Why? Why not? <laughs> Why not? I think you and Joe should come down <laughs> yeah, right. and go bow fishing. He, he's at least killed uh, iguanas before. This isn't I have that far seen out of bow fishing range. I have seen bow fishing on YouTube, and uh, yeah, just just not for me. It's actually pretty goddamn fun. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> From a guy who fucking ice fishes, so I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know where your bar is, but mine's higher, bro. <laughs> come on, want to get you out of your comfort zone? Just come on and at least watch. It's a lot of fun, but yeah, an actual, an actual sponsor. Do we have any fake sponsors? Goose Tech. Oh, eBird.org ebird.org goose tech well, app goose uh, make this like... make this the off season you get good at goose calling get goose tech hit me up i'll help you out with all your goose calling needs i feel like goose tech's a legit like they're an actual sponsor just because it's you yes they are we want we want we want you to make money but um yeah otherwise uh follow me on snapchat if you don't have me on there n johnson 2367 i've just been dumping i've been dumping links Kind of releasing some of my secrets. Tell your friends to uh, put me on there, too. If you want to see interesting bird stuff. I put a lot of fucking links up lately. Dale, can you attest to that? Yeah, I can. I can actually attest to that. You've been dropping links left and right. Anything interesting that you saw? Uh, the one that I was uh, reading today at lunch, on my lunch little break there, was um, the bio microbiome of love. Oh, the... The microbiome geese. stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of, of a weird one. Yeah, it was weird. I like I got done reading it and I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. Like I know what they were <laughs> right. I know what they were saying, but I'm like, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with this information. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt the same actually. I read that one, I was like, gut microbiome in Canada geese. And I read the whole abstract and I was yeah. like all right, that's interesting enough to yeah. post as a link, I guess. I, don't yeah. I was like, the other one, the, okay. the one I like too was the twenty three and Me about birds. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't click that one. I didn't look at that. That one, one was pretty cool. Be kind of cool because that's an, that's an article in Audubon, Audubon.org, Another fucking dope bird. Does website. it tell you like where like regions of the world like 
they come from? Yes, or how is it that's working? exactly okay. what they're doing. Okay, that's kind of cool. If right, and tell. what is that? It's similar to like that uh, that isotope testing oh, that they do. Oh, sure. But you know okay. how you send your blood into or whatever, your jizz into 23andMe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never done it before. Or your bloody jizz, just to cover all the bases. <laughs> yeah. And they tell you, you're like, this percent that, this percent Italian, and yeah, this yeah, percent yeah, African. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess they do the same for birds now. Huh. That's kind of cool. Mm. So you could see the pintail that you shot if it if it wandered over and uh, spent any time in know. Japan. No, I think you'd have to do the isotope thing. I think the isotope thing for that. Yeah, I'm guessing that would probably. But there's probably, I bet they find like in, in, especially mallards because they're so populated. I bet there's some um, errant genetics in mallards, you know, where they just naturally crossbreed, you know, where you get brewers, ducks and stuff like that. I bet they could find like, oh, this guy had somewhere down his lineage. There's a, there's a couple uh, specks of gadwall in this mallard. If you look at the DNA, you know what I mean? be kind of cool i think i've read something about that crossbreeding and i think i read this when it comes to black ducks where they thought that there was a uh huge hybridization problem going on with black ducks and mallards Mm -hmm. but there's not because it only goes like one generation deep like a, a mallard and a black duck will fuck and that'll make a hybrid but a lot of times hybrids just get left out of just don't look enough. Mate selection. Like, don't, yeah, just don't look enough like one or the other. That makes sense. But I mean, just because ducks does, are so but, ornate. I mean, they're okay, obviously... Yeah, they they say, like, hybrids just don't have the features that females like, but hybrids still rape, don't they? Maybe they're just I not as... Think, a, yeah, yeah, you, you know, like if you're a, Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're, like, a mallard hybrid with a mallard anything, they say, like, the genetic line, like, really stops with that bird. But that hmm. bird does rape right like i mean it's still got <laughs> you would think you would it's think. still got mallard in it and you would think so if it's he's getting gonna... de- if he's getting denied <laughs> the mates aren't choosing him that might even make him a little more rapey i don't know right that's yeah interesting i did i did learn when i, I was looking into um before we go here this was kind of interesting a little tidbit about ross's or snows so that blue phase ross the blue phase they get from the lessers so it's like to get a blue phase Ross, if they did the 23andMe on that bird, he's got some lesser in him somewhere. So when they kind of cross back. And what's what I found that was interesting is that there's actually an intermediate phase. Oh yeah, there's even there's even, great pictures of them. Yeah, it's online. even more diluted. Yeah. So like on a on a what you'd call well, this wouldn't be pure, but like a a the most pure blue phase ross basically just his head is black like right at the skull it cuts off but the intermediate it actually goes more down the neck like Hmm. halfway down and that's like almost like a it's more lesser than it is ross i'd like i'd be interested to learn more of that because i did think that roskies pure roskies did have a blue phase and it is a very distinctive look i mean it's it's like fucking black feathers. Yeah. They got like yeah, they look dark. They got like a tribal mohawk type of thing mm-hmm. going on. They're very distinctive looking. And you, and if you just spend enough, a little bit of time, just googling the differences between Ross and Snogies, you can start to see like a lot of pictures you see online where people are like blue face Ross. You're like, nope, <laughs> no sir, nope. And I have heard too that Snogies and Blue Geese and Roskies are all very, very, very fucking interesting to learn about. 
I don't know enough or I can't remember enough of what I've learned about their breeding situations. But like, I do remember hearing somebody say like, yeah, like 500 years from now, there's going to be no blue geese or there's going to be no Ross geese anymore. It's everything's going to just be a lesser snow goose, like in some intermediate phase. Because they're all, <sighs> they're know. all just having a fuck party. From what I understand of genetics, so I don't think that would be the case. Because I don't know. Let's let's settle it for next week. I think you're always going to have some that don't stray from the reservation. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's so fucking crazy that you got a lesser snow goose, and they're it, a blue goose is genetically identical. Yeah, like they don't look. They don't look like right. a little bit alike. No, like yeah, <laughs> they're totally. I different. mean, their their shape is similar. Like their shape, but it's not like so. Like with some subspecies, you're like. This subspecies has a slightly darker chestnut right, right, breast. Right, right. Like this one looks completely fucking different. Well, look, this one's white with black wingtips, and this one is fucking crazy yeah, looking. Like they added the Mexican mallard, right? Because right, we, we all just thought they were model ducks until genetic testing. They're like, oh, it's it's different. It's enough different to be its own thing. So that's its own thing. But a blue goose, still a lesser snow goose, no matter what. Right. It's, <laughs> it's <yeah>. like, what? <laughs> what are you and there's no, there's, about? I can't think of like anything else. So those look completely different. Speckle bellies are the only geese that get individualized markings on them with their tart, with their yeah, black bars. Right. Sure. So they're the only goose that gets like anything that looks different from another goose. But there's no other goose I can think of that like looks so crazy fucking different. There's some of those... Um, uh, you know, not exactly like the the well, kelp goose, like the kelp goose and the Orinoco goose. I think it is like some of those South American quote unquote geese that are actually like the same as that Egyptian goose. Like they have different male and female colors. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not geese geese. They're like uh, shell ducks. Okay, like those. You know, like, those like an Egyptian wings. goose is a shell duck, That's which is cool. like an ancient waterfowl, like an right. ancient Anatoday branch is shell duck stuff. And they don't know whether they're ducks or geese in a lot of cases, so they just, you know, what they kind of look like. See, to me, if you were to if you were to keep breeding, you know, they're saying, oh, you're not going to have any um, brasses. They're all just going to be a whatever mixed of, of a lesser. No, actually, the more... The more different paths that get, you're going to end up with more species if you keep projecting it out because they'll just start branching out and then you put a million years in between them and now they're going to be totally separate from the Ross goose. Why would the, why would the Ross be gone now? Like They're still going to be Ross, but then you're going to have this other thing hmm. as well. So anyways, all right, well, let's wrap it up. We'll uh, talk more bird nerd stuff next week and uh, hopefully somebody goes out and smashes some snow geese that'd be sweet yeah send us snaps if you do yeah that'd be dope I'll be like looking around at a house somewhere being like yeah this is a nice kitchen and then I'll get a snapchat <laughs> of you just crushing 250 <laughs> snows in a blizzard like should have been here Nick J I've been like yeah, yeah. can I borrow your white box <laughs> <laughs> alright buddy I'll chat with you later sounds good later dude Brave 
gamblers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. to go like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.